0: Oh, there was the portion. I tell this to people and no one believes me. I was in Vermont and I was walking through waist deep water on the AT, on the white blazes. And I'm trying to average 45 miles a day going through that shit. When you're on the speed hike and you know you have a week left, you know, everyone in the world is like, oh, you're you're knocking on the barn door you're getting there and you're thinking what the fuck are you talking about i have like 400 miles to you know to to hike guys you
1: wouldn't believe how many times i re-record my intro i don't know why i just get so nervous man so i'm just gonna say that and maybe that will help relax me So welcome back to a new episode of the Christian Ultra Podcast. I'm Christian Morgan and I have just interviewed Andrew Thompson, who you heard in the preview there. Andrew Thompson is currently the sixth fastest ever person to finished the Appalachian Trail. He did that southbound after two failed northbound attempts. Uh, For six years, he was number one in the world, held the record from 205 to 211 until JPD Jen Davis actually broke the record. Uh, And uh, she writes about Andrew in her book, Andrew's also finished the Barkley Marathons, one of 15 people in history ever to do so, also the eighth person ever to do that, and he's um, got the New Hampshire 4,000-footers FKT. Enjoy my conversation with Andrew Thompson. What is your history with hiking like pre-first record attempt on the
0: 1898? Not much. Um, I, I... My freshman year in college, I was um, I went to school in in um, Florida, and I ran a road marathon there. Yeah, that was my first thing I ever did. I just went out and ran a marathon.
1: Was it part of an event, or did you just decide to do the? Yeah, it was dance? the Blue
0: Angels Marathon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I had this freakout moment that. Um, you know, I have been an athlete my whole life in, in high school and, and, um, you know, when I was younger and then all of a sudden I'm a freshman in college and, and I'm not an athlete anymore. <laughs> so I, I, I wanted to jump into something.
1: Yeah.
0: And so I jumped into running. I just kind of picked something and went yeah. with it. And, and, uh, and so um, naturally.
1: Now and again, I now, might just jump in uh, with some questions to add to the um, painting, the picture of your history. So what was your sport um, pre, um, when but, you know, before you got into running? You say you were an athlete?
0: Yeah. Uh, soccer, basketball, baseball, classic okay. American bull. Okay. Yeah. 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 And so uh, naturally, if you're a runner, then the first thing you want to do is run a marathon. So I did that. And then I uh, switched schools for my sophomore year and I went to Liberty University in Virginia for my sophomore year.
2: Yeah.
0: And I just happened to meet a guy named David Horton.
1: Mr. Horton, yeah.
0: Yeah. And he was he was the race director for a local 50-mile trail run. And you need to remember that this is, this is years ago. I mean, if you wanted to sign up for a race, you literally filled out a piece of paper and, and put, you know, your $25 check in the mail and and mailed it in. There was no wait list. There was no internet. There was no, you know, active.com or whatever it is. I mean, this is basically an old white man's sport. (laughs) This is, this is before all the, you know, the, the college, uh, cross country superstars attacked it. And, you know, this was old white guys and I was by far the youngest. So, uh, this was, so I ran my marathon in April and this was the following October and I ran his 50 miler and finished it. And then he, and then he said, boy, you gotta, you gotta start training with me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's a
1: great uh I- impression <laughs> that <laughs> uh,
0: and i did and so i ran with hordy for years and years and ran all his races and was uh right there well while, while he turned basically lynchburg virginia into uh, the eastern mecca of uh, vulture running wow. and i think it's still that today yeah
1: And those races, you say you ran all of his races. Could you, like, name those out loud?
0: Sure. Uh, Mountain Massacre's 50 miler. um, Holiday Lake, 50K. Promised Land, 50K. Hellgate, 100K. Um, What else does he have? I think he has a half marathon on Terrapin Mountain. But just...
1: Yeah, okay. As right the, the way as up to 100k.
0: New, pardon me.
1: Right, sorry, yeah, right the way up to 100k, the full range there.
0: Yeah. The 100k and uh, and also Grindstone 100 Miler.
1: Mm. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Didn't know that.
0: Yeah. 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 So I, he he planted that seed and and now other other people have stepped in to be the de facto race directors and it's still going today. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty remarkable story.
1: Yeah. D- David actually was one of the last guests on the show with, along with Scott Grierson, um Warren Doyle and um, uh, wolf. <laughs> Lone wolf, Lone Wolf. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's- I know
0: Wolf, I know Wolf very well.
1: He's got a great beard, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. Um, so that's all pre 98 then and and in and 91 Horton set the Appalachian trail record himself so you you were you're were aware of what was going on in 91 then
0: I, I was I became aware of it in in 95 when I when I met him so I met him in. oh sorry 90, excuse me yeah yeah 95 96 and so you 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 got to think about this. So every, every Saturday we go, that's Saturday's long run day. That's when we go for our long runs. And so we'd go for 30, 35 miles. And I'd just be picking his brain, asking him about the trail, asking about, about the speed record. And, and, uh, and eventually, I just put it together in my mind that I was going to go after it. And I didn't tell him about it. And it, it actually, it affected our relationship.
1: Oh, wow. That's interesting. So how did it affect your relationship?
0: Because I had been planning to chase his speed record and in, in the background and I never said anything to him.
1: So it affected him in like a negative way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He was upset and 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 he has every right to be yeah he was upset
1: and and did you guys um i mean a lot of so this is 95 and and you went for your first attempt in 98 this is 20 20 like 23 24 years ago did you guys um get over that bad patch
0: <laughs> yeah we're over it we're 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 good we're good
1: but how about actually for that first attempt? Had you got over it before then or was there or was there... No, it was because
0: it was...
1: that can affect your mindset going into something like this, any kind of bad feeling?
0: Yeah, no. Um, it was the day I was leaving to go down to, to Georgia. So I'm in Lynchburg, Virginia. Just, for the, just,
1: just just for the listeners here um your first attempt in 98 was northbound second attempt in 2001 was northbound and finally you reversed it and did a southbound in 205 yeah sorry didn't want to butt in there but want to just no. make people yeah. aware
0: yeah correct and i'm <clears throat> i'm packing up my my vehicle to go down to georgia so i mean you can imagine what my living room looks like i got Camping, hiking gear, all kinds of provisions and all that. And and David walks in my front door. <laughs> is this when he, he found just, out? He's not happy. Is
1: this he's when happy. he found is this when he found out or f- this
0: is when he found out? This is when he found out.
1: Oh wow, right.
0: Yeah, so typical college move, you know. So he was upset. Um for a lot of reasons and I can understand all of them um but uh yeah we got over it
1: yeah yeah um can I actually ask you uh m- w- w- what were your reasons for like um you said typical college move but looking back as a mature man and adult what do you think your reasons were at the time for not filling David in on your at r- your attempt
0: I think I didn't want to hear him um tell me that I couldn't do it or it was out of reach.
1: Yeah. No, I understand that. So that's a a tiny probably little bit of um obviously you're not gonna have the self confidence at that point until you do it. <laughs> so yeah, no, I get that well was that that also a supported so all i know your 205 attempts were supported but were the 98 and 2001 both supported as well
0: yeah all supported
1: and yeah um, we didn't
0: we didn't know any we didn't know any better back then so it was a it was a game so the game is if, if you take all the pressure off of the hiker the pressure of finding food the pressure of you know keeping clean, keeping warm, all that stuff. And all you have to do is be a robot walker. How fast can you go? That's the game.
1: I got the name written down here. Jonathan Basham was your support along with a, um, a truck, a Toyota Tacoma. Was it Tacoma? (laughs) Yeah. In 2005, who was your support in
0: 98? John boy. So, uh, Jonathan Basham, we call him John Boy or JB. John Boy, okay, uh, yeah. He's a, yeah, he's my best friend in the world still to this day. Cool. And yeah, he was my man on on all three hikes. Oh, wow.
1: Um, and when you say, uh, so so did you hike the whole time then the, um, on all three attempts or did you actually do any uh, running
0: as well? So I would... I would start off in the morning and do a lot of walking just to, just to warm up. Yeah. And then by around, you know, late morning noon, I'd try to be running anything that was, that was runnable. Yeah. And really, really my goal. So when you start off a day on a supported speed hike, you know, you you have a fixed goal. So, you're going to be doing 48 miles or 52 miles or 57 miles. Do you know, you you know what your mileage for the day is going to be? Yeah. And so my only goal was to finish before dark or finish just after dark. Okay. So so that's how, that's how I would pace myself.
1: It wasn't a distance goal. It was a based on daylight goal.
0: It was, it was a daylight goal. And so, you get really good at breaking down your day with your mileage and you, and you know how fast you need to be moving in order to be finished by dark. Cause once mm. it's dark, you know, you're tired, your, your, your pace goes way down. You, you think you're moving well, but you're not. And I just, I like to be finished before dark or may, or maybe an hour after dark.
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: So, Whatever I had to do to do that. Some days I was booking it. Some days I was, you know, just hiking. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you get to be really good at it real quick.
1: <laughs> let, let me get an overview of um, 98 and 2001. How, what happened in 98? Did you complete the trail? If not, how far did you get?
0: 98 was a real... It was a real crusher because I was actually on pace uh, to set the record. And um, it started raining. So I was going northbound. It started raining when I was in Connecticut. And I mean, raining all day and all night for days and days and days and days. And so this was the, the summer storms of La Nina, if you remember back. And the rain was so um, intense that it was washed. Not only was it washing out trail bridges, it was washing out road bridges. So so my crew was having a tough time even getting around to, to crew me. And then you can imagine what the trail looked like. I mean, there was a portion. Oh, there was a portion. I tell this to people and no one believes me. I was in Vermont and I was walking through waist-deep water on the AT, on the white blazes. Jeez. And I'm trying to average 45 miles a day going through that shit. And I had a lead. I had, like, a day lead. And over the course of, like, two or three days, my lead was gone. And now I was a day behind. And that's, like, a soul-sucking crush to, to, to be that far ahead. And then you don't make any mistakes and now you're behind. Hmm. I so mean,
1: that, yeah, just on, just one of the, 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 that's where luck comes in, doesn't it? If that weather front comes in, you have no control over that weather front.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, it, was, it, it was crazy. And so Wolf was there. Uh, Maniac was there. Yeah, You know who Maniac is?
1: Yeah, Scott Grayson, yeah.
0: Yeah, they, they were both there and we were on the top of Stratton Mountain and Maniac came out with a bunch of lobsters and he was in a great mood because he's always in a great mood. And he's a great guy. Brought a bunch of lobsters out and we had lobsters and I was a I was a mess. I was a total mess. Not to mention I was a young dude. I was a young, immature hiker who just watched his hike completely dissolve. Mm. and i woke up in the morning and hiked out with wolf uh to Route 11 and by the time my feet hit Route 11 i said i'm done and i quit i quit
1: so that i quit the at and that was um yeah but that's not early on you're in you're pretty close to the qatar in there i mean how what what just as a sorry just to do the calculation what the what mileage is that how many miles have you covered?
0: It's farther than you think. I think it's probably five hundred miles away.
1: No, but I mean, you've covered seventeen hundred miles, right? Yeah, northbound. That's a lot. That's more than a bite. That's uh, the majority of it. And how yeah. how how did that so how did it feel? I mean, what was going through your head when you when you stepped off the trail? It
0: was weird because um, it was like relieved to be done but in in sort of an innocent way because there was nothing i could do about it
2: Mm. there's
0: nothing i could do about it like i was still healthy i could cross the road and and go into the woods on the other side and keep hiking but i'm just gonna find more water (laughs) (laughs) you know i mean there's nothing you can do about it i mean there's bridges are washed out
1: yeah yeah and well, I mean, the fact that you went back in 2001 shows that you didn't really quit. You just kind of postponed, <laughs> you know, what could you talk about 2001 and um, how that, oh, let me just ask you as well. What, what month did you set off in 98?
0: Um, I can't remember. I think it was, I think it was uh, the end of May.
1: Okay. So yeah, yeah.
0: I can't, I can't
1: uh, remember early summer. So we'll talk about 2001 and you'd in between 98 and 2001, what were you getting up to?
0: Um, what was I getting up to? Um, still in school, still running at that point. I was pretty competitive. I was, I think I got, yeah, I had my first sponsorship so i think i got my first sponsorship in 97 just before the at uh with patagonia and so i it was pretty cool you know i was a poor college kid so getting you know five pairs of running shoes in the mail yeah was 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 pretty sweet and all the gear and and all that so i didn't have to worry about that I was getting pretty competitive in the racing scene. I was starting to get faster. Um, but but really, I was just obsessing about the AT. I, I really just wanted the AT
1: Bad. Yeah. yeah. Really bad. And, well, yeah, I mean, that's... And then you got back on it in, in 2001. And you had the same support. You had all the experience, the lessons learned. Talk about it. Yeah. What happened?
0: Well, let me... T- uh, let me talk about support first because sure. support really is, um, is, uh, an unbelievably critical role. I mean, you're asking a, a single person to be essentially a, a housewife, you know, cooking, cleaning, a, an ACE navigator map reader, um, a, a a truck mechanic. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, you gotta be a, 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 really solid dude to, to be a good crew. And, and John boy is uh, that and, and so much more. Um, I love that guy. Um. So the, the support is, is really critical and it's, it's, not a small task by any means. Um, I'll just give you a short story if you, if you don't mind.
1: No, I d- um, That's what this really is about. It's, you know, I want to hear yeah. your story. So, you know, go for it.
0: <clears throat> so we were, this was on my southbound attempt. This was on the, the actual speed record. So I'm going southbound. And we come over Max Patch mountain in North Carolina. And there's a little dirt road on the, in the gap, um, just after Max Patch and, uh, John Boy standing there and he says, here's your tent. <laughs> and he hands me, do you know what Chef Boy RD is? No. Uh spaghettios.
1: Uh we got hula hoops canned, in the UK. What is it?
0: Shitty, shitty canned pasta. Oh yeah, I gotcha.
1: Yeah, that's it. It's, 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 yeah, spaghetti hoops for those in, in the UK. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And, and it's about this big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He says, here's your tent. Here's your dinner. And uh, here's all the shit you're going to need um, tomorrow. The truck has five flat top tires. Yeah. <laughs> and when he said five, he means five. Yeah. All five were popped. And so he was going to take the truck, limp it down, you know, we're sitting at what, 5,000 feet, 6,000 feet. He's going to limp it down the road and wait at the gas station. Meanwhile, he's going to, he's going to fix all the tires. He just needs the air compressor to fill them up. Meanwhile, I'm sleeping. I have to get up the next morning, hike 50 miles to get into the Smoky Mountains, which is like, The most critical day of the entire trail. So my boy's down there fixing five flat tires. (laughs) I'm up on top of Max Patch eating cold (laughs) SpaghettiOs. And he just says, leave all this shit here. So he's got to come back up the mountain, get all my tent, get all that crap while I'm hiking. And hopefully we can rendezvous 50 miles later and we
1: did so john basham we can talk to him he uh or johnny boy i've got him up uh, as actually having set the colorado trail fastest known time um and east the long- west, and also yeah. the long trail and uh yeah. i think the long trail is still currently the fastest known time from 12 years ago
0: and uh it, it will be for a long time
1: yeah that's the supported long trail in vermont um yeah so he's, he's a pretty, pretty epic athlete himself as well as. Absolutely.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Without uh, a
1: doubt. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to speak to, um, John, um, at a, in a future time, I'll see if I can connect with him. So, okay. So you've got the support of really the best support you could want and more, you know, um, you're going in, you're coming away from a failure where you feel you actually had to quit in 2098 and, and then to th- you know you've got your sponsor patagonia you go into 2001 with fresh um you know uh, motivation how, how did it work out <laughs>
0: uh it, it, it worked out great until i hiked back home to new hampshire and um I come out of the woods. I'm getting ready to climb Mount Washington. Yeah. Uh, and the boys have been. Keep in mind, this is pre-smartphone. This is pre-social media. None of that shit. If you want to hear the the weather, you turn on the car radio.
2: Mm.
0: Which they did. And they said. Uh, Predicted 80 mile an hour gust on the summit. And God, I forget how cold it was. Wow. It was I think it was down in the teens. And that's fine. And And this is yep. Okay. And this is July second. I mean, it should be the hottest day of the year. Yeah. It should be the hottest day of the year. And so we kind of cobbled together some shitty plan, and uh, John Boy and I end up hiking up onto the a low shoulder off the Presidentials and camping out. And then the next morning we make it to almost just just off the summit of Mount Washington, which I really I can't stress enough. The the severity of the weather on Mount Washington is absolutely mind-blowing. I mean, it's, it's beyond comprehension. Mm -hmm. And so we're up there on July 2nd and there's, do you know what rhyme ice is? Uh, You probably see it in England. It's when the, it's when the, the wind comes in. So if I have a signpost like this and the wind comes in, it forms ice coming off the backside side sideways yeah yeah, yeah. that's rime ice so okay. it's fog it's like fog ice but you need incredibly high winds to to create it and i mean we're up there and there's ice all over the place and and you cannot get up i have to get over the absolute summit of mount washington in order to stay on the trail i can't just skirt nah, the, nah. the peak you know nah. what i mean i, I, I gotta I, go over the top
1: And for those listening, Mount Washington is a boulder field, you know, it's not a trail. It's just a boulder field. Yep.
0: Yeah. And so I'm just sitting there and I'm I'm in a hut. I'm in the um, Lake of the cloud hut and just staring at the top of Mount Washington and I can't get up and over it. And I'm just watching my record just go away again. I was there for a full day. I slept, I slept there that night. And, um, you know, I'm not, I don't have winter gear. I have just, my summer gear, like I was not prepared for, you know, for full winter gear. It'd be like today. I mean, we just got a foot of snow dropped on the ground. It'd be like me going over Mount Washington right now. Mm. I didn't have that kind of gear on me.
1: And, and just for the record here, the, 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 the record the record that you were going for was pete palmer's which was set in 9199 sorry true yeah so th- so this is a start record that's kind of you're you're attempting this in um 2001 this is a this is a 12 year old sorry 90 this is a start record 48 days 20 hours and 11 minutes
0: right so and in to to be clear the the first record I was chasing was 52 and a half days. The second record I was chasing was 48 and a half days. So, the so first,
1: big, yeah, of course you were chasing Hortons first. Yeah. And then yeah, you
0: big, big difference. Yeah. And then,
1: yeah. So did, did you just, is that, was that the end of uh 2001 attempt? Uh, that just, that was the end. That there? was the end.
0: So we waited it out a day, uh, <laughs> John boy and I, uh, waited it out a day and then we walked over the top of Mount Washington and, uh, in the, in the dark and in, in calm, serene weather and just, we, we knew it was over. How was,
1: um, I don't want to, I, I'm not going to ask you about how you were. Just let me put a different take on it. How was John handling things? Cause this is the second time this is devastating for, for him as well.
0: He was fine. He was good. He was, you know, he was looking forward to getting home to his girlfriend and,
1: yeah.
0: and, and all that. And, and, but I think he knew that, um, we had unfinished business out there and that this was not going to be our last hike. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it was, it was sort of like, let's get the fuck out of here and go have fun. And we'll come back another day.
1: Well, that other day was, and I, I, I don't know if fastest known times has got this wrong, but they've got the year as 2005 but they've got the finish. Well, sorry. They've got the finish date of the first of the first 2005. And I, that can't be right. Cause that would have been winter.
0: Yeah, that's incorrect. Um, uh, it's been a long time. I can't really remember my dates. Well, um,
1: it's usually summer. I mean, but this time yeah. you decided to go southbound. What were you, what were your, um, what was your thought process on that?
0: Actually maniac had a lot to do with that. Um, he actually had everything to do with that. So I've hiked with Scott quite a bit and and he started talking about the southbound record. And and um I started thinking about it more and more. I was and by this time I was back living in New Hampshire, which is my home state, which is where I am now. Yeah. And I was training wicked hard, man. I mean, I was I was freaking straining hard in the big peaks every day. Yeah. And I started thinking about the southbound because I was having so much trouble with the north. I mean, you put in all your time and energy in your south and then you get to the north and you could have just, you know, one or two things happen and your hikes over. Yeah. And I just I got to thinking, man what if I could knock out Maine and New Hampshire right at the gate and then just have a free for all with the rest of the trail. Mm. And um, the more I thought about it, the more it made sense. And uh, so in 05, John boy came back up and we had an early start off of and early in the season. I mean, yeah, I think we were still in May mm. and we did about 130 miles and then I hit, um, I hit snow, a lot of snow. Um, and so we actually, we actually terminated that hike and waited another month mm. and then did a restart on the the southbound hike Smart. and that's when we that's when we got it that was that's when we got it man
1: <laughs> yeah well l- let me ask you about your training let's go back to uh you know just the pre-attempt in 05 and so when you were saying you're training like a a madman you know what what was it? Cause yeah, what was it? What was your training looking like um, for you?
0: I, I was just climbing big peaks as, yeah. as, as many and as, as fast as I could. I mean.
1: So no, not flat running around a track. No, issue. You, nah. you're getting in the mountains. Yeah. And and we yeah. did it with a pack as well or sometimes.
0: Uh, no, I wouldn't even have a shirt on. Okay. I, so
1: you're just... you fast and light. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was in. I was in good shape, man. I was in really good shape. I was.
1: We we did you do any strength, any supplementation like?
0: Strength nah, strength? I've never done that. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even know what to do with myself in the gym.
1: Yeah, yeah. So no planks for you. <laughs> no, <Nah>. nope. <laughs> Just the ones that you walk across in the uh, boggy. That's <laughs> it. That's it. And um, so did did anyone? so by this time it's 2005 how how are you and david getting along there because his record had been broken and and w- did he come out on the trail and and join you at any point david horton
0: yeah he came out on my 05 hike i want to say he brought me some fried chicken at the james river in virginia and maybe hiked with me he'd know because he freaking remembers everything but uh <laughs> I, I, I think he maybe hiked with me a, a little bit but um
1: well, who else showed up as well did uh maniac you know scott grierson come out did you see wolf again david blair is it david blair no yeah
0: um no i didn't see anybody uh so it, it, the you'd have to be a hiker to know this, but, um, or an AC hiker. So when you start early, when you start early going southbound, you're going to pass a bunch of hikers in the, in the middle of the trail, all yeah. the guys that are coming towards you. So yeah. you're ahead of any, of anyone who's behind you. Right. Yeah. And you're going to pass a bunch of hikers in the middle and then for the last thousand miles, there's not going to be anybody. I mean, nobody, because they're all, they're all north of you. Yeah. And so when I came into Damascus, are you familiar with Damascus, Virginia? Yeah. Popular trail town. I see your shirt, by the way. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, When I came into Damascus, we were the only, the only people in town. I mean, it was just, it was just us. Just John Boy and myself. And and normally if you come into Damascus, you'd be lucky to find a place to pitch your tent. Yeah. You know, so it was it was weird. It was the timing and the direction um uh, made it made it odd, but we didn't give a shit. Like I gotta tell you, man, like the level the level of confidence in 05 was it was like it was like driving a locomotive. I mean, nothing was stopping us, nothing. So I, I, um,
1: got, a, I got a quote from you um, and it <laughs> was labeled, the motto for the hike in 05, this is by Runner's World, was do or die.
0: Yeah, it was do or die. And <clears throat> I'll give you another story. So we were coming through Pennsylvania this is on my southbound for the speed record, mm. and John Boy had a really bad abscess tooth, an abscess molar, and my dad came out and met us on the trail, and I mean John Boy, he wasn't sleeping at night. He was up, he was up all night chugging whiskey, just trying to make the pain go away. Yeah. And I mean, he was a disaster. So dad came out. Uh, my father who was living in New Hampshire at the time. And he, t- he took over crewing me for a full day. And John boy went to the dentist and this could have been procedural. He could have had a root canal. He could have saved his tooth, but we didn't have time. We were on the locomotive, man. Yeah. And that Dennis pulled that tooth out of his head and he's, is still missing its tooth in his mouth. Cause we didn't have the fucking time. So we were on the speed. He, hike.
1: Yeah. He, he got it. He just got it out quick and, and sacrifice yep. the tooth. Yep. hundred bucks. Yeah, man. Um, well, you know, let, let me ask about the logistics about your attempt. Were you sleeping at road crossings? I presume, um, or gaps you know on the at or did you ever sleep on the trail when john had hiked in to set up a couple a
0: yeah a couple times we had to do that um we yeah a, a, a couple of times we tried to avoid that yeah um um and, and that's a that's a different discussion uh supported versus versus unsupported yeah. uh But yeah, we really tried to have camp be at at road crossings. Mm. Um, And it was, uh, I'd roll in, like I said, I'd try to get get it right at dark, right right when it got dark, gallon of water over the head, uh, and then have an hour to myself where I could sit there and eat food and feel like a normal person we listened to Red Sox games on the radio. Yeah. Um, and I could just be normal for, for an hour. And yeah. then I, and then I, I slept pretty good. I slept probably four or five hours a night.
1: I mean, that's, I don't know if that's good. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. good, but, you know, it's just in, in terms of normality, it's extreme, isn't it? Um, what was your, so I guess what was your start time? Were you, um, disciplined with the start time each day or did that vary
0: no i was pretty good I, i'd i'd get on the trail about an an hour before daylight so i do an hour of dark in the morning and usually an hour of dark at, at night okay yeah uh, I, I was pretty good that, that that last hike by that point i was a pretty pretty mature hiker i'd mm. done a lot of miles and um and um fixed all the all the small the small things um mm. the small problems that that we had earlier about uh, John the, yeah,
1: yeah go on speak about some of those problems like the difference between no maybe-
0: it's and i i need to um yeah <clears throat> sorry when when you're younger and you're going through um, that level of, of endurance, it's, it's almost, it's like trauma, you know? And one of the things that John boy and I struggled with was, um, was like anger and like temper, you know, throwing like temper tantrums and, and getting mad at each other and breaking shit and, And, um, can I just get your age for the 98,
1: um, just to give it an idea. I think I was 21. Oh, so you're a kid, you're a kid, like young. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'll give you a story. Um, sorry to sidetrack here. We came to a road crossing in, um, (laughs) in Pennsylvania. And I thought that this road crossing was going to be the end of my debt. And I was hiking with with Travis Wildebor, who you need to meet, and you need to really, really talk to, to Travis. He's my other All best right. you, friend.
1: You can connect me with him, yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, so I thought I was done for the day. And, w- and when you've hiked 50 miles and you think you're done, I mean you're you flip the switch, you're done. And and Trav says, No, um, this isn't the road. Uh, we need to hike another. 0.8 miles <laughs> <laughs> and i had a i had a full water bottle in my hand and i was so pissed off i took the water bottle and i chucked it <laughs> at a at a t trail sign and i broke the sign in half <laughs>
1: Oh geez, it's you got to get your anger out some way, though. Hey,
0: <laughs> exactly. So it, just stuff like that. That on on my last hike, we were we were done with that, and we didn't have any of those kind of flare ups, and we were we were solid, man. We were we were we were really solid, and there yeah. was nothing that was keeping us away from that speed record. Nothing.
1: So you so you really turned from amateurs to kind of professionals you know yeah, the yeah. process and it was a process yeah
0: yeah process and, and, of, and yeah this is a this is another great point is that in the end if i if i hadn't had those two failures on the at then i never would have I never would have set the speed record to to where it is or to where it was to mm. 47 and a half days. Mm. So I, if if I, if I would have just successfully chased David's record and broke 52 days, that would have been it for me.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, it it really took that process and those two those two failures to to get the record to where it was and that record stood for 6 years to the day. 6 years.
1: Yeah. And and the person who um, broke it was uh, Jen Far Davis. Yes, you're not on Katadin. You're the other end. You're a Springer. Am- no,
0: was it Springer spring. Mountain? Yeah, yeah. So I, I got another good story for you, and Jen Jenna like this story. <laughs> so I mean, we when you're when you're on the speed hike, and you know you have a week left. You know, everyone in the world is like, oh, you're, you're knocking on the barn door. You're getting there. And you're thinking, what the fuck are you talking about? I have like 400 miles to, you know, yeah, to, to hike. And it's just excruciating. I mean, down to three days, down to two days, down to your last day. I mean, it's just, it's, it, it's painful. It's jail. And so. We finally we come into uh, we're we're on our last day. It's just John Boy and myself, and Georgia uh, is is littered with what's called dry counties. Do you know what a dry county is? Um, where they're not selling alcohol. No. I yeah. Know. Yeah. They're not yeah. selling
1: alcohol. Yeah.
0: It's, yeah. So a whole county where you can't find beer. Yeah. And that's the only thing we want is beer. <laughs> yeah. And so he leaves me. I pretty much hike the whole day by myself. It was a big day. It was I think my last day was like 57 miles. And he's off trying to find beer to avoid a dry county and then get around to Springer Mountain to meet me at the at the end. Yeah. Cuz it's it's just a tricky layout. So I finally come to the, the last road crossing, which is 0. 0.8 miles from the summit of Springer. It's up in the gap, way up high. Yeah. So I cross the road. John Boy's there, of course. Then we go up to the top. It's nighttime. It's dark. We take some shitty summit photos. We finish. We log our time. Hike's done. We turn around, come back to the truck. And there's just this big gravel parking lot and nobody there. And we're just total crazy men. We just start dragging wood out of the the forest. We make a huge bonfire right in the middle of the parking lot. Yeah, man. Yeah. So he's cooking dinner and I'm making the fire and I get down to the fire and I take a big breath. I'm trying to stoke the fire. Right. And I'm going to blow on the fire. I take a big deep breath and about three seconds later, I think I'm having a heart attack and I'm gonna die because I inhaled like some of the smoke. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So here's my, here's my big day where I think, you know, we're gonna party all night long. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm laying on the ground thinking I'm gonna die.
1: I, I tell you what, the, the the um the silver lining is you couldn't have a massive fire on Katadin, you know.
0: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that that is true. Yeah, yeah. They don't like they don't like stuff like that in Baxter State Park. So, so uh, I, I I really seriously think I'm going to die. I mean, I, I think my heart is getting ready to stop. Uh, John Boy comes and I'm just laying out in the middle of the gravel, and he gives me a pillow or whatever, and I lay there. I eventually fall asleep. I wake up at like two in the morning, and uh, John Boy's sleeping in the in the truck, and he he told me he was like. I was trying to figure out how to get you off the ground and into the truck and to the hospital. Yeah. So I tell this story years later, I tell it to, uh, to Jen far Davis. And she says, do you know what happened? And I said, no, she said you inhaled the, um, smoke of a burning rhododendron bush, which is highly, highly poisonous.
1: Wow yeah so you actually nearly <laughs> did die
0: yeah oh man yeah it was it was like it was, it was <laughs> i get i guess the point of the story is you right. you take what is supposed to be the best moment of your life and you turn it into the absolute worst moment of your life <laughs> that's how you end the at speed hike. Right. <laughs> that's the joke (laughs) that's pretty
1: you know like um so you've you've worked (laughs) you worked towards this but like you know you you were amateurs and you became professionals you know do or die i'm gonna get we are gonna get this record uh how did that how did that make you how did that change you as a person and as a man um getting, doing what you said you were going to set out to do all those years later and finally just getting to the top of that mountain, um, at, you know, how did it change you? Like,
0: um, wow. I never really thought about that. I, I had, I had, um, just one other goal. Um, as far, as far as hiking and running and that was to finish the Barclay marathons. Yeah. Um, which is a completely other story and, uh, equally heart crushing. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I go about things in sort of a weird way. Uh, I just, I, I just kept competing and, um, well, I'll tell you what I did do. Uh, after I set the speed record, I came home and and just worked, you know, worked a summer job, and put on fifty pounds. And that's a real story.
1: Let me rewind. Um, you lost thirty five pounds on the eighty, I think. I
0: probably lost more. I think I lost more than that.
1: Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, I lost a lot. Yeah. Let's just so let me just speak about that first. And then let's go to the 40 pounds. What, what happened? So you were in constant calorie deficit every day, you were burning more calories than you were putting in. And so by the time you got to springer, you were just a lot lighter, 40 pounds lighter. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm six foot two. And my body really likes to weigh 200 pounds. It's it's a it's an effort for me to, to get down below 200 pounds and when i finished the trail i was down about 150 pounds
1: that's madness so you were yeah. you were just really lean yeah wicked
0: uh yeah yeah and so when i got off i was just eating like a, like it was my job <laughs> and uh <laughs> you know i put on a lot of weight which is funny because then i actually got heavy um and then i i uh if for anyone that i met you know new people that came into my life they they kind of thought i was like the chubby guy <laughs> and then and then when i actually got back into shape you know after i recovered and then i got back into shape i was you know down near like 180 they were, everyone was so congratulatory oh look at you you're doing so well <laughs> this is this is actually me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, how
1: long was that process uh, after you know doing on Springer to putting the weight on to taking it back off? Was that a, a year or six months or what? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah probably a year. Yeah. Pr- probably a year. And
1: uh, um, do you go by Christian? Yeah, Christian's good. Yeah.
0: Okay. I I am knock on wood. I am so lucky. For, for all the miles that that I've put on which is way too many for a human I have zero injuries zero wear and tear nothing nothing I've never been injured at all yeah um and I'm I'm not in shape at the at the moment I just don't care to be in shape at the moment but um like uh, last november um i went down to john boy's house in virginia and we ran al- almost 50 miles and just off the couch you know yeah, yeah. completely untrained so i'm super fortunate to have like a, a pretty a pretty rugged frame do you want to go down the Barkley rabbit trail?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, I do go for it. If you've got the time. Yeah, I've got. The I have time. the time. Yeah.
0: Um, Hundred mile foot race in Tennessee. In a Bizarre location where the mountains are extremely steep, extremely steep as, as steep as mountains can can be. And it's a sort of an orienteering race. So map and compass. Um, There, there's, there's two types of races. You're familiar with fell running, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So a fell, a fell race is, as I understand it, is an, what's called an open course race. Yeah. So, you get to the top of this fell, you get to the top of this fell, you get to the top of this fell, and then you come back down to the start-finish line. Am I right with that?
1: Yeah, that's okay. That's correct. Yeah.
0: So that's a that's an open course race. This is a this is a despite the fact that it's map encompasses a closed course race. So there's such a thing as being on course and off course. And you're not allowed to be off course. And if you are off course, you need to get back on course. So it's a 20-mile loop. Extremely challenging. Um, I can't remember the vertical. You'll have to talk to some of the other finishers. But there's books, literally books that are placed out along the course. And what the books are, are, they are unmanned, I guess you would call them aid stations. So it's when you get to the book, you, you tear a page out. So when you finish the loop, you have 10 pages in your hand, therefore proving that you did the entire loop. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, so it's almost one book every two miles, no? One, yeah, yeah, we'll one, book, ten,
0: one book, one book at every- 20 mile loop,
1: something like that, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, in in the books determine how you're going to hike. So if I put one book at the summit of this mountain, And then the next book at the bottom Mm -hmm. (laughs) that therefore makes me climb the entire mountain or descend the entire mountain. Yeah. So that's the, that's the point of the books and there's no aid. There's no one on course. Uh, there's 30, 35 starters are allowed and over the course of 35 years there's been 15 finishers and it took me it took me three legit tries to to get it
2: yeah. and
0: um I think it was in 05 I think it was right before I did the southbound it was an 05
1: oh it was before you
0: finished it was Barclay just before the it was just before I made it to 90 miles, 91 miles yeah, and and completely lost my mind. Like I was on the last loop. So you do five loops. Five loops is the finish. I was on loop five. I was halfway through loop five and my brain just disintegrated. And um, yeah, that was not cool. <laughs> so and and then i completely lost hope in the barclay i went years and years i went for several years and and thought that it was just beyond my reach that i that i couldn't do it and um then i came back in 08 or 09 i can't remember i think 57 yeah. 37 19 57 37 yeah yeah age of yeah.
1: 32 and,
0: yeah yeah and finished and uh so uh gary or laz who's the race director he uh he either calls me at which is my initials andrew thompson
1: oh okay i didn't even figure that
0: (laughs) yeah or he calls me uh number eight and number
1: eight is the eighth person to finish yeah no man what what two uh just a pretty cool things to have you know uh to to have to your resume what did you get any i know people sometimes like scott grierson has the trail name of maniac he's from maine and so on um did you get a trail name uh on any of your um attempts on the at or anything that stuff yeah
0: yeah yeah uh so i'm trail dog so probably half my friends know me as trail dog yeah so i get i get either at or i get trail dog or i get andrew
1: yeah 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 that's pretty pretty cool man you, you yeah. um so then you were what well, how did you feel when jen far davis um because your record stood for i think it was uh seven sorry six years six um, years to the day yeah six years to the day and then she she took um she took it down to 46 days 11 hours and 20 minutes how did you feel when did she tell you she was going for it were you did you play any part in that and had, had <laughs> what what happened then were you involved in that yeah
0: um no i knew exactly what she was up to uh she's a very close friend of mine her husband's a very close friend of mine yeah um yeah i knew what she was up to and it, it to to start off it it was it was a really nice gesture for her because she was essentially mimicking my hike. So I was the first one to go southbound Mm. and she was also going to go southbound and she started on the same exact day and the same exact time as me. And so she's using that as, as a ruler. You, You see what I mean? Yeah. She knows the time she knows the day and she knows she just has to beat me by, by a little bit which is smart I can do the same thing mm. and before she started I predicted I said I, sh- I think she's going to quit on day 12 which is around Killington Vermont because I, I know that was a real breaking point for me because you, you sort of have this upwelling of like hey I just did Maine and New Hampshire look how cool I am and then it's like yeah but i still have 1700 more miles to go at pace yeah you know so it's it's really it's like a deflating uh concept and um and, and i was right she did quit on day 12 um just as I predicted, she quit on day twelve. She was had all kinds of problems, physical problems, mm. and her husband Brew was her support crew—just Brew. And you think, oh, that's um, kind of a shitty plan, you know, having your significant other be your support crew, yeah. because you know there's a now you're tying into emotions and sympathy and affection and all this shit that you don't need on the trail. Yeah. Except for the fact that it was actually genius that she had brew with her on the trail because he did the right thing. And when she quit on day 12 at Killington, Vermont, He came to her and he said, we didn't come out here to quit the AT. We came out here to set a speed record. So you're going to go to sleep. And when you wake up in the morning, we're going to have this conversation all over again. And she woke up in the morning and she kept hiking and she kicked ass. Wow.
1: So. It worked out to have brew. To brew was the right person for um Jen on the trail.
0: Brew was the person. Yeah, correct.
1: It seems um having the the support obviously is um well I mean it's it's you can't put a percentage of how much of it is that the hiker or the runner or the support, but they're both instrumental. You know the the supporters. How how are you um. You said you and John Boy are still, did you support John on any of his things that he's done? Did you switch? Oh, yeah,
0: very, yeah, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. I was, um, so um, if you have a, if you have one support um, individual,
2: mm.
0: obviously they're in charge. The, the, the supporter is always in charge um the hiker is the is the the mindless robot. Mm-hmm. the the support crew is always in charge. And so if you have multiple support crew, you know, if you have a couple people out there with you, you have to have a chief. You have yes. to have a chief support someone who what they say is 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 word.
1: no debate yeah
0: no debate in, in, including the hiker yeah no. And so I was chief for the colorado trail and i was chief for the long trail
1: okay yeah for john boy big ones yeah
0: yeah yeah and and let me tell you he kicked ass he kicked ass on those hikes that dude's a maniac in
1: 2006 he did the colorado trail and 2003 years three years later he did the uh, long trail in vermont yeah so it was just you two out there or did you guys have other help as well?
0: Yeah, it was, um, it was um, myself and Travis Wildeboer.
1: Okay. Travis.
0: yeah, Who's also a Barkley finisher.
1: Yeah. It's um, I don't know this history. Did Jonathan ever have a go at the um, um, Barkley's?
0: Yeah. All three of us have finished yeah that's pretty (laughs)
1: it's a pretty tight crew right there man
0: (laughs) those are those are the people you can trust when you're out in the woods
1: (laughs) oh wow yeah i i didn't expect that if you could give some advice to somebody on how to approach success or failure and your perception actually let me put it like this what's your perception or what's the difference to you on success and failure?
0: Um where where I am <clears throat> where I am uh in, in life now is uh success is is understanding your children and loving your children.
2: Yeah. That's really
0: all I care about. Yeah. That's So, so what you're saying is
1: that it changes in throughout a man's life, really, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Uh, If 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 you fail at that, Hmm. then then you're a failure.
1: How old are you, boys? You got two boys. Uh, How old are they? Eight and six. How how old? Sorry. Eight and six. Eight and six. Are they 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 young ones? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, it's uh, all I care about. <laughs> yeah.
1: This is pretty good, man. It's, the, it's there's no right or wrong answer there, really. You know, every yeah. it's a bit of a philosophical kind of question. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, um, Andrew, man, you've been more than um, kind. You know, offering your time and stuff. I'm, I'm the reason I've created this podcast, and so far I've interviewed quite a lot of people to do with the Appalachian Trail is because I, I do want to have an attempt. I will go for an attempt myself. And I just really appreciate getting all the stories. It's it's so interesting to get everyone, you know, I mean, I've had Joe McConaughey on here, Carl Meltzer, um, D- David Horton, Harvey Lewis, Lizanne Joss, now, you know, Warren Doyle even, um, and and hopefully some of the others who are missing. So yeah, I just I just want to thank you for kind of putting another jigsaw piece into that puzzle, um, which will create the the nice big picture and have everybody's
0: story. For sure. Yeah. So um, uh, I'm sitting in my kitchen right now. And and uh, when you when you cross Trescott Road in New Hampshire, you'll be about 10 feet away from where I'm sitting.
1: Oh, in that case, you may have a knock on the door or the window. (laughs) That's a long way into it as well. That's a long way into it because I'll be going northbound. Um, There's no logic in that really, but yeah.
0: So, Um, um, okay. Can can keep going for a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we got we got uh curious this summer because of the whole covid thing. Not that I want to drag that bullshit into the conversation. Yeah. And so uh we we put some trail magic. You know what trail magic is.
1: Yeah, it's 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 pretty much food and drink for hikers out on the AT given yeah. by so angels, trail angels.
0: Trail angels, correct. So we put some trail magic out. Uh, early summer and we had so much fun doing that there'd be days that we would put a six pack of beer out in in a single day and it was such a cool experience having these hikers come through because if you were a northbound hiker this year I'm talking about specifically this year uh, last year 2020
1: Twenty twenty. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this yeah. past
0: this past hiking year.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, the the most popular day to start a northbound is Valentine's Day. Yeah. So two fourteen. And if you remember, the COVID hit on March twelfth. Yeah. So if you're a hiker, you you're on, you're on the, the trail, trail for about a month, and then all of a sudden. Smoky mountain national park closes Shenandoah national park closes a lot of the national forest close. And so these people had to abandon the trail, yeah, go back home, restart life and then come back several months later after everything reopened and continue their hike. So everyone had these crazy stories of, of this past hiking year in, in the COVID and the traffic was, it was amazing. I thought there'd be nobody out there on the trail and there were tons of people on the trail.
2: Yeah.
0: It was, it was a blast. And like I said, the trail is close enough. The children can go out barefoot and go down the road and and get, bring the cooler back to the house and, you know, and, and, and resupply it.
1: How how many years have you been living that in this location right on the trail? Two. Yeah. And 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 did the did that influence you were you drawn to go close or was that a random selection based on other factors?
0: Um like
1: a coincidence.
0: It was a little it was a little bit uh coincidental. Okay, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's a pretty cool coincidence uh, though. <laughs> To live 10 feet from
0: the 80.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's nice so you you can be part of that um just the community as well because there it is a community isn't it the the hikers the angels um the hostel owners um everyone it's all one big as um uh scott Grierson has said because he's been on the show as well sorry i forgot to mention him um he, he said it's like the river of life except for it's flowing both directions, you know? Yeah. So you're part of that river of life of the AT. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That sounds like something Scott would say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Have you uh, just, just curious, have you got any stuff that, um, I don't know, man, any questions about people I've spoken to or any questions yourself or anything you
0: wanted to touch on? I, I do. Let me go grab something real quick. Go for it, man.
1: So you're showing us a book, Mountain Adventure, Exploring the Appalachian Trail. That looks dated as well.
0: <laughs> is, that the, is that the cheesiest book you've ever seen in your life?
1: Yeah, but you're not going to say that's you on there, is it? No? No, no, no. No, no, no. no. I, of, of,
0: all, of all the photo ops you have on the Appalachian Trail, you're going to get these two models
1: to, to stand
0: <laughs> up on top of McAfee Knob or wherever they are. Yeah. Right? but if you go into the book
1: and when was this published um, post record, oh, I have it written. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, 80, 1988.
1: Okay. So pre pre attempt. Yeah.
0: So this guy. Look familiar.
1: Oh, that's Scott Grierson. Oh, so that's the book yeah. that is maniac. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he told me about this. He said, um, so guys, for you guys who are listening, I'm looking at a big, nice color photo in a book of uh, Scott Grierson, a.k.a. Maniac, who went head-to-head with David in 91, and he spoke about a photo that was taken, and that was the photo. Yeah. That's
0: pretty cool. This page tore out. Yeah. So that's, that's Lone Wolf in the green shirt.
1: Okay, he's yeah, he's, he looks a bit bigger there. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that's Scott. Um, I don't know who he's hugging, but he was starting his first northbound. That's him on top of Springer.
1: Mm, yep, yeah.
0: signing into the register that I don't think is there anymore, but he was wearing jeans and had packed enough food to get to hot springs yeah, he said <laughs> something. i think
1: he was packing food for four or five hundred miles or whatever it was yeah yeah, yeah and he, yeah. he soon learned that that's not the way to go for it you know yeah. he had some hardships along the way didn't he i mean he adapted and um because i think yeah it was just his crew left him early on and then and then um you're right yeah I then forgot. lone wolf or david blair joined him and yep and 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 Liz Anjos have you do you know who Liz Anjos is
0: um she came by the house obviously this summer um and Warren came came by the house i was at work that day so i didn't get to meet her but i i know i know what she was up to
1: no it's just my point that she was going after the overall record and she fell off it so then she was going after Jen's record and she fell off it and eventually yeah. she just carried on and just adjusted her um expectations but not to you know to to not walk off the trail i thought was pretty good um
0: for sure yeah for sure
1: what so what 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 do you do now what's your um you said something kind of interesting you said you don't care to be fit right now you just um are you so where where are you at at the moment
0: what are you doing so i was a respiratory therapist for 10 years um I worked with critically ill patients at the the Dartmouth Hospital here, hmm. and then <clears throat> the boys got to a certain age, and they just the, the their schedule and my schedule just wasn't working out. Yeah, and so I resigned from there, and now I'm a contractor. I work for myself. Yeah, and uh, I'm able to be here for the for the boys and Yeah, you're
1: on your own schedule. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, life is good man yeah up in um new hampshire yeah yeah
0: with a foot of fresh snow on the ground <laughs> Playtime. <laughs> yeah i need to yeah. go play with the kids yeah
1: all right well uh, i'll i'll cut it i'll um stop it there what i'll do is i'll uh thanks again man i'll i'll, I'll edit it no there's not going to be much editing really i'll just put it out there it's pretty raw um And yeah, you know, I would, I I do want to, I've reached out to Jen and even brew a couple of times, but I know they're busy and that probably it'd be great to get those, reach out to those guys or something anyway, but no, just, nice man. Thanks. I got this picture of the top eight people on the trail on my website and you're there just, you know, top, uh, like one, two, three, four, five, sixth fastest person ever on the (laughs) eight.
0: Thanks for reminding me. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're right there. And I could only, find, there's not many photos of you, so I just got this one photo. I know, but, uh, I know. Yeah, yeah.
0: We we were at that. It was it was all pre-smartphone, man. So yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, all right, well, dude. Yeah. Okay. Have a good one. And um yeah, I will. I will see you. Believe me, I will see you in the future. All right, 89
0: Trescott Road. Gotcha. All right, take it
1: easy. Have a good day. Yeah. There you go, guys. That's it. That's the end of my conversation with Andrew. I'd just like to um, let you guys know some more information. We mentioned other people who uh, I actually have interviewed on previous podcasts. So like Warren Doyle, Liz and Joss scott grierson david horton all of these people are on my podcast and all you got to do is go and have a look david horton's third episode three uh warren doyle and liz Anjos are two parters so they're pretty big and you learn quite a lot about the, the the trials and tribulations that these guys have been through um until the next time uh enjoy your time outside and uh I'll see you soon.